future. It's here. You now have the power to unlock the secrets of the hobby. An innovation that will change the way the industry works. The game changer is here. Card Ladder. Hey everyone, this is Josh back with Cardboard Chronicles. Today I'm joined by Tyler, aka Tyler Sports Guys. You probably know him on Instagram. How's it going, man? It's going. It's hot. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's just get right into it. Why don't you just tell us about yourself and your background in the hobby? Uh, well, obviously my name is Tyler. Um, I've been in this hobby. I'm 30 years old. I've been in this hobby pretty much all my life. Um, my dad who's going to be 61 this year has been collecting since he was 10 years old. So I was basically just born into it and throughout my whole life, my dad and I collected together. Um, the, it's just a family thing that hopefully I can pass down to my, my kids. Um, more so I'm football than anything. I used to collect a wide variety of things, but I just decided to narrow it down to one sport. And so that's, that's basically what, what I collect. I love the hall of fame stuff. Um, I love the obscure stuff that you don't see every day, basically just buying cards that um, I couldn't afford when I was a kid. Basically the late nineties to mid two thousands is what I believe to be the best. Um, and so it's mainly just me buying cards from those roughly 10 years and that's, that's just what I love. So that's what I do. And obviously your, your big thing is the, the Instagram account. So why don't you talk about the Instagram account and like what got you started on it and where you're at now and just sort of like what got you kind of viral, I guess, as it, as it is. <laughs> um, I mean, it kind of just happened by accident, uh, someone was telling me about it. Um, I think that was 2017. Cause I was on blowout for, for uh, a while. And then I got banned for stupid reasons. Not going to get into that, but so, um, I made an Instagram account actually at the 2017 national and, um, Basically, it just kind of went up from there. I I never thought my account would be this big. <laughs> I never saw it coming. So, for those who don't know, just can you give us like a some background on what it is and what you post and uh, uh yeah, like what, what the content is. I mean, honestly, to me, it's just kind of like it's kind of like photo bucket, but in a different way. It's just a place to post cards. Uh, communicate with people, make friends. Um, typically what I post is what I mentioned earlier. Uh, to me, I don't really care for the new stuff like um, Luca and Zion and Kyler. and That's just not my thing. So you'll probably never see any of that on my page because that's not what I buy. What 
I made what I mainly post is stuff from when I was a kid from the late nineties to the mid two thousands. That's that's pretty much ninety percent of what I buy. <laughs> you're also the uh, you're the meme master, so like talk about the memes and like what inspires you on those and why you like to do that stuff. I mean it's and I love memes. Um and so I just started posting just hobby memes one day and people kept on responding to them and saying how they liked them and keep doing it. And so then uh, I just kept on posting memes pretty much every day about what's going on in the hobby, scammers, uh, flippers, people camping out at Walmart for Chronicles. Um, just, it kind of just morphed into its own thing. And now I, I guess I'm the meme lord for the hobby, I guess. So, yeah, you kind of have like this role in the hobby right now. Can you talk about that? Like, as a you're you're sort of like the, I see it as like the balancer of the hobby, where like you know ninety percent ninety percent of what we see is like, oh, look at this Luca that I just bought, you know, six months ago. Now I've tripled my money, and you are like outwardly criticizing that kind of stuff and like making fun of it. Can you talk about that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because um, yeah. <laughs> What you messaged me earlier about being a John Stewart of cards, that was that was hilarious. Um, I mean, like I said, for me, this is a hobby. It'll always be a hobby. It's a way for me to get away from the real world because I've, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. And it's just a way for me to have fun. And personally, I feel that there's the amount of collectors is dwindling fast and it's basically just turned into a flip game and best game. And although I have no problem with new people coming into the hobby whatsoever, what I do have an issue with is the people that come in and don't treat it with any type of respect. I mean, they just come in, make their money, screw people over as fast as they can and it's frustrating. So when I see that happen, obviously I'm going to talk about it, um, whether it be meme format, story posts, whatever. It's it's just gotten pretty bad, and it's only going to get worse, <laughs> unfortunately. Do you get a lot of people? Do you get people messaging you, kind of like on your side? Like, are you getting a lot of response of people? like happy that you've taken up this mantle? Yeah. Um, my DM inbox is, is absolutely ridiculous. I don't have time to go through all of it. I really don't. I have, I'd say I probably have a thousand messages in my inbox that I've not read because I've not had time. Um, whether it be people siding with me, trying to get into an argument, whatever it may be. Um, but more so I would say it's, it's more people, I guess, on the collector side instead of the investor side. Doesn't that give you some hope that like, you know, we're still out there kind of, it gives me some hope. It's just what I think is going on right now. I eventually think it will pass. It's just a matter of time. Um, but it's, 
there's hope. It's just hopefully trying to get the hobby back to what it's supposed to be, which is a hobby and not what it is right now. Um, what sort of like, what sort of room is there for investing? Is it, are you just like pure, like no investing or is there some sort of like balance? Like how, how do you see that playing out? How, what's like your dream scenario, I guess. I mean, if you want to invest in stuff, that's cool. For me, it's not my thing. I will never invest. I will never really flip and I will never camp out at Walmart for Chronicles. Um, <laughs> But there's, uh, I don't have like I don't have an issue with investing, but literally on Instagram, I could my first ten posts that I would see on there is probably going to be some type of investment or flip, and ninety percent of what you see on Instagram right now is Luca Zion, even though I love him, Job Morant. Um, Kyler, the baseball guys, it's just predominantly that. And I think it'll change because this this market has to crash at some point. There, there's no way it can just keep on going up. Panini's going to print more. Um, they're going to print a lot more. And to me, I see it the way that it's going to happen in the late 80s and early 90s where it's just going to crash. I mean, people paying $600 for a Pat Mahomes base card. I mean, there, there's no way that that can keep up. There's 6,000. I fail to see anything. Those are like, those are like 8,000 now. <laughs> there's the classic Tyler face. <laughs> it's not, you always post that one where you're like doing like the. <laughs> yeah. It's, the card was like a hundred dollars two years ago. Now it's like eight thousand. So I guess like what I was asking though, like with the investment, is like, you know, let's say that, I guess I ca- I kind of consider myself like a investor slash collector, where I'm looking for like rare cards that like you don't see very often. But in order to buy those kinds of items, like they're pretty expensive. So because of that, I kind of am forced to like think about it in in duality. Like that's kind of what I was getting at. I mean. For that, I don't really have an issue with. Um, I mean, you got to do what you got to do for that, but the people that what sort of looking for. Um, they say they're investing, but they're actually just flipping. Pretty much. Um, and it all, it all comes down, again, to the respect thing. Because a lot of these people, I mean, don't get me wrong, I have a lot of friends that are investors and flippers. Um, but there, there's a bunch of them out there that just don't care. They, they treat this hobby with absolutely zero respect, and they treat the people in the hobby with absolutely zero respect. And that's the part that drives me the most insane. Because <laughs> you're like basically calling out accounts now at this point. Is that is that something you you think about? Like, you know, is that something that you're cognizant of? Like, this, this is what I'm doing. I know I'm going to get. You know, I know this is like going to get people mad at me or you just don't care. I just don't care. I mean, it, it, I really just don't care. I mean, if I see, if I see somebody doing a negative thing, I'm going to call them out on it, whether it be scamming, uh, trimming, um, 
anything like that. If I see that, then I'm going to call them out on it. And it's, I don't, I'm not going to call somebody out just for the sake of calling them out. That's not fair. But if you're doing something wrong, then yeah, I'm going to call you out on it. Cause I've had like, you know, I've had some pretty like high end people on the show. I've got investor people, I've got collectors and I've, I've really wanted to have you on cause I really like the balance that you bring to the hobby and it, you're just like this constant reminder, you know, someone gets excited about a card and I'm like, man, what a great move. Like he bought this card and it went up and then I go to your account and you're just like, you really uh, humble me and like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh dude, <laughs> I just got to remind myself, you know, it's not all about like in money and investing and it's just like a really nice balance. You know what I mean? Yeah, like today, here's my Priest Holmes record breaker top slider that was like ten dollars. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff I like. Um, yeah, like I said, you'll never see Zion or Luca or Ja or anybody like that on my pages. That's not what I enjoy. What I enjoy is what I post every day. Yeah, can you talk about that era of cards and just maybe like what it is you like about it? Um, um, you know how rare how rare some of that stuff is, like the Hall of, Hall of Fame autograph football stuff. Maybe show some cards if you have them. The main thing I like about that was in the late '90s to the mid 2000s, you had you had Donruss, you had Upper Deck, you had Tops, you had Fleer, you had Pacific. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody, but all those car companies were jostling for the number one spot to be the car company and so during that time they all want to be number one so they're all going to do their best to make great cards to me Donner's is the best um in reality i'd probably say it's upper deck but they all wanted to be the best so in order to do that they had to step up their game they had to make just great cards and that's what I love about it so much. There's so much stuff out there that people don't even realize is rare. I mean, there is an incredible amount of stuff that people have no idea it even exists because they're so focused on the new stuff, the natural treasures, flawless, all that stuff. Um, like, dude, every time you post a card, I've never seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> Like, take, for instance, this card. Um, these were redemptions back in 2001. They're out of 25 hand-numbered. Some of the redemptions didn't even get fulfilled. There's, um, You can actually find redemptions of those cards on eBay right now that were never fulfilled. I don't know if all 25 are out there, um, but when I... When I first saw that card, obviously I'm a Colts fan. I had to have it just because it's so rare. You're not going to see it every day like you're going to see a prison base card. That's yeah. not going to happen. Um, this card, this is a buyback from Topps Archives. Um, it's from Jim Kelly's. 1985 USFL card. It's, I don't know if you can see it, but it's a buyback. And if they're numbered out of 10, um, but you, you never see cards like that 
ever. And that's the kind of stuff I enjoy more so than anything. Um, like, I guess you can say I collect them. I collect Jim Thorpe. Um, I think I have like 15 relics. I have an autograph. Um, but you just don't see a lot of that stuff nowadays. Because a lot of it is locked up in collections like mine. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like me that collect what I collect and that have a lot of this. You know, the hobby that you're in is underappreciated just because we don't even know it exists, right? You're, if it wasn't for your account, we wouldn't even know a lot of these mid-2000s, late-90s football cards existed, right? And it was like after the junk wax. So it was like this awkward period between junk wax and then like modern overprinting. And it's just like the, a crazy era. Yeah, I get a lot of a lot of comments, a lot of DMs saying that they never knew this card even existed, and in a lot of cases, some are like, "I'm gonna have to get me one of those," and then they'll eventually find one and they'll tag me in it and say, "I would have never found this if it wasn't for his account," which that makes me happy to know that. So that's that's the type of stuff that you just don't see every day. I mean, you have yeah. to you have to hunt for this stuff, and that's that's part of the fun of it. I bet your eBay save searches are really hilarious. Yep, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but uh, about three times a day, I go through all my save searches. Um, at night, when I'm laying in bed about to go to sleep, my girlfriend she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like. Calm down. I'm doing my nightly eBay searches that I have to do. And um, uh, like that Terrell Owens booklet I posted, what, I think three days ago. I've been on the hunt for that for uh, months. And it was all because I was laying in bed one night doing my nightly eBay searches. And there it was, and I bend it immediately. Yeah. Are you having to sell cards in order to fund some other things? Are you doing any type of selling or are you just waiting for paychecks to pay for all this stuff? I mean, I, I don't sell a lot. Um, there are some times where there's an emergency that comes up where I have to sell. Um, we all have those issues. Uh, like for instance, a Ferris surgery. I have two pet ferrets and they've both had kidney stones. And so obviously I had to get that fixed immediately. So I had to sell cards to get it. But for the most part, um, I actually have money in stocks and that helps pay for a lot of stuff. Um, I don't really use my paychecks to buy cards. I use that for my everyday needs like groceries gas, stuff like that. But most of the money comes from other stuff. If you were to just spot Luca Base Prism, you'd be rich, so. I know, right? Spend <laughs> $500 on a Lucas second-year base card. Is there any, in all seriousness, is there a level of, like, FOMO from you on, like, dang, I missed out on a lot of money? Because people might see you and think, like, oh, this guy's got it made, but I'm sure there's, there's just, like, n not at all? No, um, I mean, the only stuff that I kick myself on is the rare stuff, and there are people out there that want it more than I do, um, but 
not especially. I mean, I'll I'll be pissed for a couple hours, and after that, I'm good. You just make a meme and move on. Pretty much. <laughs> um, okay, so then, like, let's say there's someone new coming into the hobby, and they they find your account and they ask for help. What are you telling that person? Asking whatever questions you got. I mean, I'll I'll try to help you in any way I can. Um, I mean, that, that's what this hobby is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be helping people. And if the new collector DMs me with advice, I'm, if I see it, I'm going to try to help them as much as I can. And I know um, a lot of my buddies are the same way because they're pretty much just like me. Um, it's just a matter of seeing it. It really is because, like I said, my DM box is flooded. I mean, it's, it's absolutely flooded. So. What if they, what are they, when they, I'm sure you get asked, like, what should I buy? What do you say to that question? Nothing really. I mean, whatever you like. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have advice when it comes to that. That's just not my, that's not my forte. It's just yeah. collecting. Um, so I did. I dubbed you the John Stewart of cards. React. <laughs> I like it. That's that's the first time I've gotten that. So I appreciate it. That that made me laugh when you when I saw that on my DMs. That that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, because it's like John. His whole thing is like he's he's into it. Like he's into politics. He understands it, but he's you know he's there to like provide comedy for it and sort of like. Uh, voices displeasure through the comedy right yeah i mean that, that's a good way to to describe it um i mean memes are supposed to be funny and they're supposed to be relatable to a certain extent um so when you see somebody uh, like buying followers or punching somebody over retail or whatever it may be I mean, make a meme about it. It's, it's supposed to be funny, and it it's great when you see when you click the insights on your story post and they're shared over two hundred times. That's it's a nice feeling, and like I said, I'd never thought my account would be this big. Um, I was just going to use it for for cards, and then it just kind of morphed into its own thing. And so now I'm the meme guy. <laughs> You have some competition with Lameem James. Have you seen his account? Uh, I've seen it. We'll talk about that. I can. We'll mention that in the DMs. Okay. <laughs> this stuff's pretty funny too. He posted a funny one today. Um, why don't you just end us off and just show us some cards, tell some stories. What are, this is your floor to kind of give people more of a taste of what you collect. Well, I'll tell you this. I guess you can call it a story. So. Like I said, when I first came on, my dad, um, my dad's collected for 50 years. I'm at 30. The one of the fondest memories I have of, with my dad was uh, when I was a kid. Every Saturday, literally every Saturday, he and I would go out to card shops. Uh, we'd go to Target, Walmart's. Uh, eat Pizza Hut, um, just have fun hanging out with each other 
every Saturday just going and buying cards and opening up cards in the car and I'd get so excited seeing a Peyton Manning base card. Um, it, I mean, it, it was great. That's something I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And honestly, I think that's the way the hobby should be. Unfortunately, it's not right now. Um, but that's, that. it was fun. I, I miss those days. Um, like opening up a pack of cards and letting out the screen since you pulled an autograph of Peyton or somebody like that. Those are, those are fun times to have with your dad. It is great being able to share the same hobby with your dad. So, um, as far as cards go, uh, there's an Aaron Rodgers exquisite, um, I wanted those. I wanted one when I was a kid so bad. Um, let's see. This is one of my favorites. Um, this is something you don't see very often. It's a triple patch of Jim Thorpe, Dutch Clark, and Red Grange. And there's a better picture on my page. You really can't. Um, see too much on the screen. Um, I'm a sucker for for ETOPS autos. I don't know why I love ETOPS autos so much. you remember those? Uh, old Exquisite. Um, Ultimate, this was a beautiful Ultimate set. Brett Favre. Um, I know I told you about this is that I collect the triple Manning autos. Um, I still feel like Manning is underappreciated for some reason. I don't know how that's possible. The guy was like the best statistical player ever. Yeah. And, to me, he's the GOAT. To me, uh, obviously, since I'm a Colts fan, um, he's the smartest quarterback I've ever seen. And his rookie stuff has gone up a lot. Um, but, like, I mean, you can get a, a regular autograph for 100 to $150, which to me is a good deal. Um, let's see, there's, there's one of the triple Mannings. I love UD Black. I'm a sucker for UD Black. Uh, yeah, you and Justin. Justin loves that stuff. Exquisite triple. Um, immaculate triple. This is probably this is one of my favorites. 2004 uh, tops draft picks and prospects. Uh, the Fleer Ultra one. Uh, this is actually the one-to-one version. Uh, it was actually pulled in a break, and and uh, it got raffled off, and the three guys that had those teams decided to sell it, and they sold it to me. Um, then there's – that's the first winning autograph I ever bought. I know exactly where I was when, when I bought that. I was working for Target at the time, and I was over the um, – 
the produce section. And I was in the back getting produce. I got the alert that that the auction was about to end. So I got into the produce cooler in the back room. I just sat there for five minutes waiting for the auction to end. And then I eventually won it. And I'll never forget that either. And then there's a National Treasures one. So, and then I, t- I texted her. I showed you a picture of the other one. Yeah. They'll hopefully be here next week. So that would make five six they either make my ninth or tenth one i can't remember um so i'm excited um one thing i collect is this set the tops hall of fame set i mean not tops me um every year they they've been doing it since 2010 and every year when there's a new batch of hall of famers come out they put them in in packs mostly the uh, national VIP packs. That's yeah. usually where they are. As of right now, the set's complete. Obviously, it's never ending right now. Um, everyone that's been alive at the time of induction has had an autograph, ex- <laughs> except for Trell Owens, which is hmm. disappointing because I guess he doesn't want to sign. Um, He's still bitter. This- yeah, almost definitely. I don't think he'll ever sign that set. Um, this is one of my favorites. A lot of people don't know the story behind Joe Delaney. So, basically, Joe Delaney was um, an up-and-coming running back for the Chiefs in the 80s. And one summer he was, I can't remember if he was with his family or not, but I think it was around the 4th of July. And he uh, heard some kids screaming and they were in a lake and they couldn't swim. And so Joe Delaney couldn't swim either. Uh, But regardless, he dove into the lake. Um, He pulled one of them out, uh, but the other two unfortunately died and so did he. Um, I want to say that was 84, I think. He only been in the league for, I think, two years. And so he has, like, no cards. Um, that card, obviously, it's autographed. I've been on the hunt for one for a long time. And one popped up one night that was raw. Uh, that wasn't slabbed or anything. It was $200. I said, screw it. I was, I was willing to risk it. So I bend it immediately and... Um, I subbed it at the national last year and it came back authentic. And that was one of the happiest moments of my life. <laughs> uh, how many cards, how many cards do you have? Just guess. Um, I mean, are you talking about base cards? Just total volume, number of cards, anything. Uh, I mean, my, my PC expands from, Oh God! PC wise, probably three, four thousand, something like that. Between my <laughs> my Hall of Fame collection, my Paxton Lynch collection, uh, Marlon Brown, uh, Antoine Bethea, my cuts, um, 
it, it's a pretty big PC, but it's probably only worth, I think, two or three Luca base cards, which is kind of <laughs> depressing. But, and you yeah. said that you said that you worked at Target. Can you tell me when the retail boxes are going to hit the shelves? Do you know the schedules? <laughs> uh, let's see. Our vendor was he came twice a week, Monday and Friday. I mean, obviously, retail wasn't as big. I worked there from 2013 to 2017. Um, but I mean, you can go there. If back then, no one cared about retail. I mean, and then over the last, uh, I think, I guess, since Luca cards became hot and Mahomes and everything else, you can't find retail anywhere. Um, all right. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for the rest of the hobby? I mean, basically, to just have fun with it. Um, obviously, this isn't a hobby to everybody. It's a business, specifically card shops. Um, but to just have fun with it, it's not meant to be all serious and brooding and I hate this guy. I hate this guy. It's supposed to be fun. We're all in this hobby together. We're here for a reason and just to have fun. I mean, Instagram has been great for me personally. I've made a lot of friends on here and that's the way it should be. It's supposed to be. And that's why I'm so depressed about the national not happening this year is because I was going to meet up with all the friends I've made online. And now I got to wait till next July. And it's, it's supposed to be about making friends, making friends and collecting cards. And that's, that's what I love about it. And that's what I think it should be. But just have fun with it. Yeah. Well, I think you know, guys like you and me are, you know, that's part of our responsibility at this point is to try to guide people in the right direction and show them the real fun stuff, right? Show them the, the fun cards and do our best. Yep. And I'll be here making memes and talking shit basically, but I want I want people to to experience the same things I've experienced since I've been in this hobby. And that's all I want for it to be. Um, it's a great hobby. Just treat it with respect. Yep. All right, man. Well, appreciate you coming on Tyler sports guy from Instagram. Check them out, get some laughs, awesome memes, check out some cool cards and uh, we'll talk to you later, man.